studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Sean, I realize you're a short timer, but can you hand me a, a paper towel? Surely that's not too much, even though you've only got two days of employment left here as you are quitting and abandoning us in our time of need. Thank you. I just Time uh, of the national crisis. I just poured coffee all down my shirt. So, oh, boy. That's not where it goes. At least it's not a light-colored T-shirt you're wearing. So, this coffee mug thing that I got, thermos thing, for the first time in my life, I know you've always done this. Smart people have always done this. For the first time in my life, I have a thermos with the lid, and I haven't lost the lid yet, and so I can keep my coffee in the thermos and it stays hot. Oh, yes. And I don't have... So this is what I've been doing for the past 30 years of my life. Driving with a cup of coffee in my hand, trying not to spill it. Good Lord. As I drive. I've been doing that forever. Old Simple Jack. And huh. I just finally got the the thermos with the lid on it so that well, I can We call drive. them travel mugs in the modern world, but go on. Um... Uh, and I would always, when I just carried my regular cup of coffee, I knew where all the bumps were. So, like, I got to pick up my cup of coffee. Like, I can set it on the console for a little while on a smooth stretch side, and there's a big bump here, so I got to hold it over the bump, set it back down. I've been doing that for decades. Wow. Because I'm a moron. Um, So I finally got, and and, uh, family got me this for Christmas, I think, and I've had But for some reason, the flip-up little thing that you're supposed to drink out of, it is impossible to drink out of without pouring it down your chin. It's wow. just the way it's designed. Wow, I'm sorry to hear that. And, of course, they only make one kind of these in the whole world, so I have to just keep using this one for the next 30 <laughs> oh, years. Oh, no, look at look at this contigo. See, you work. see that? It's a push button right there. It's spring-loaded. That would work yeah. perfect. This Let me, one... Watch me take a sip. Watch this, everybody. Now stand back in case of an accident. <laughs> mm, mm. Sweet caffeine goodness. And all down my throat. Yeah, so this one, I don't know why they made it this way. And it's a Starbucks brand, I think. There's no way you can pour that into your mouth without pouring it down your face. Maybe it's a like one of those joke. Maybe it's I. Maybe it, that's it. My family gave me one of those joke <laughs> dribble cups, and I've, I haven't even caught on yet that it's joke. waiting for you to catch on. Damn! Every time I hit this golf ball, it explodes. Hand me another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honey, I'll be to bed soon. I'm just gonna keep blowing out these candles. Uh, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Oh, hey, by the way, I'm sure we'll get back to solving the problems of the world in a moment or two, but I insist, I insist at some point this hour, we listen to the tape of the woman with the singing donkey. We have in our possession tape of a singing donkey. Okay, that's If we don't play it, we're fools. So uh, New York had its mayoral race. Uh, Final voting Jackasses, if you will. Go on, sorry. Final voting in New York was yesterday. I'll have uh, that for you in a second, but um, this is worth noting. The... Uh, biggest pro-democracy newspaper in Hong Kong that had been there for almost 30 years, almost as long as I'd been driving to work with a regular cup of coffee in my hand. Um, the Apple Daily, nothing to do with Apple, the the phone maker, just that's what it was called, the Apple Daily. Except um, the irony that Apple is in some ways complicit with the Chinese communists, but anyway. The Apple Daily there in Hong Kong, which had been there forever, and Hong Kong was a democracy, so... You know, for for a lot of the time, it being the pro-democracy newspaper just meant it was the newspaper. It wasn't the Chinese newspaper. Then more recent years, it became important as it was clear that China was cracking down and cracking down and cracking down. Well, this past weekend, the Chinese authorities, under their new uh, rules that they forced on Hong Kong, they arrested all the editors and everyone in charge with the newspaper 
and uh, basically um, uh, chained the doors shut. And so the Apple Daily closed because they were closed. They they didn't close. They were closed by the communist Chinese government. Right. So that is now officially the end of Hong Kong. It is the, it's over. The, the the protests in the streets and all the college kids and that old billionaire guy who is willing to stand he's in prison. Um all, uh, everybody willing to risk their lives against the Chinese government to keep No, it's over. It's over now. China just took Hong Kong back and made it part of their communist country, and the world just kind of yawns. I don't think there's anything the world could have done to stop it, but it would have been nice if you heard a little more about it. A national, How about an international day of mourning? Every country on Earth has a day where we shut down, even if it's for an hour, to mourn the loss of Hong Kong. That'd be a great gesture. I mean, it might not have any real effect, but... I think it's worth it, worth observing the loss no. of liberty. Haven't heard near much en- enough about it. So they are a communist slash socialist government there. We now have a socialist mayor in one city in America. Biggest city to have a socialist mayor in America in 60 years in Buffalo, New York now. Here's a little clip of her here. Are yourself a socialist? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. The- the entire intent of this campaign is to draw down power and resources to the ground level and, and to the hands of the people. A little hard to hear the intro question, but it is, do you consider yourself a socialist? Oh, yeah. A socialist? Oh, absolutely. Now, what she means by socialism, I don't know, because I, you know, pardon me for not following the mayoral race in Buffalo, New York, but I didn't. What she means by socialism, I don't know. I know where socialism Leads as you go further down that track, you end up where China is right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the, you do not solve the problems of socialism without grasping more power. We could make this work, or as I often sarcastically put it, we can bring you your utopia. We just need a little more power and a little more and a little more. It's as inevitable as the sunrise. Yet young people fall for this this fantasy, you know, generation after generation. Now, thankfully, in New York City, where it does matter some to the country, uh, I think, who is the mayor, the law and order candidate won out. Eric Adams, the former police chief there, uh, he got 32% of the vote, easily distancing the second-place socialist candidate, Maya Wiley. But she did pretty well. She finished second. Uh, Andrew Yang, because you might know his name, he uh, he only got 11%, and he conceded last night. The rest of them have not conceded yet. It's ranked cho- choice voting. They said they won't declare the winner for several weeks. But it's I ex- don't get that. I don't get it either. How do they not have an app? I mean, I have uh, the ability to crunch in enormous amounts of data on my phone. How can you not have a computer go through the first round of voting, eliminate the bottom two, collate, uh, collate the, uh, the, the the second place votes of everybody who's eliminated, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. They ought to be able to do that in the blink of an eye. Now, Andrew Yang led in the polls for a long time, partially name recognition. But, but one of the reasons this Eric Adams overtook him, because he was running on the law and order thing and how crime is spiking in New York and several very high profile crime things happened. In recent months, recent weeks, recent days leading up to the election, including that shooting on the sidewalk with the little girls. You probably saw that video floating around. One of his own campaign canvassers got stabbed with an ice pick just walking down the street, broad daylight. Crime is out of control in New York, and he was the only one like really pushing hard on that. The woman that finished second wanted to take a billion dollars out of the NYPD. Meanwhile, the story broke over the weekend, and I don't, I don't think this helped her any, that she lives in a gated community. 
with her own, you know, security. So the woman who wants to take money, and this is the truth all across America, a lot of these people arguing to, to, to defund the police, they live in gated communities with, with and in some cases, um, protection that follows them everywhere they go. They've got their own bodyguards. But you, you shouldn't have a gun or a police force. Right. How crazy is that that people put up with that? Wait a second, excuse me, you, the one telling me we don't need a police force and I'm not allowed to have a gun, what's your deal? The guy with the gun there standing right in front of you to make sure I don't rush to the stage. You have protection and I don't get it. Right. The ideology is like a drug that numbs intelligence. It's amazing to see its effect on people. They will spout the most ridiculous nonsense, as Thomas Sowell put it. There's some ideas so ridiculous only an intellectual could, could have them. How's your coffee drinking going? Seems to go on. You can't drink it. Well. I just poured it down my chin again. You can't oh. drink out of this thing. Is it misthreaded? Are you, are you not sealed properly on the yeah, top? Yeah, check your seal. I think my lips are too fat. All that collagen? Because I thought it was sexy. <laughs> we told you to stop four injections ago. I know. Yeah. I just like the yeah, really big, so really big. big, giant red lips. Yeah, yeah, and your your Jacko style nose has fallen off too. Resnap it on your face. Of Jack has had so much work. Being a guy with coffee stains on his shirt is not <laughs> the best thing. Anyway, for what? <laughs> you know, the other night, Judy made fantastic, like, homemade pasta sauce. And I thought, nah, tonight's the night. I can do this. I was wearing a white T-shirt. Well, now it's a white and red T-shirt. It's a polka-dotted T-shirt. I cannot be trusted to eat <clears throat> wearing anything white. I just know that about myself. That's interesting. I, this is a rarity for me. I almost never spill on myself. Just almost never. I got Congratulations. Two, I got two I got two <clears throat> kids. It's a, it's a genetic thing, though. There's some, they'll nail it down with the genome project someday. <laughs> I got two kids. One kid, he, he, he wears his food, whatever, you know, you could ask him. You wouldn't need to see him eat his meal. You could just bring him out and they look at him, okay? looks like you had that 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 oh okay. beef stew yeah Yum. it's all on his and then the other kid doesn't not a speck when i'm cleaning up the table completely clean in one spot you wouldn't have known anybody was there the other one the food everywhere i'm telling you go to target spend a hundred bucks get a stack of coffee colored t-shirts all right you're home free <laughs> i gotta get a new mug That's do you have I'm any doing. more brown t-shirts in back sir you already have 15 <laughs> they'll match your teeth <laughs> um, so we got a, a woman with a, a singing donkey? That's what yes. we got coming up? Okay. Yes. We have all sorts of good stuff. Some of it more substantive than that. There's some belief that there's a hunger for more balanced media that is growing. I hope that is true. It'd be good for the country and this show. Plus a preview of the Biden anti-crime plan, which is a phony anti-gun plan in my opinion. But we'll bring you the facts and let you decide. Don't go away. Show. Maybe it's because I have young kids, I don't know, but this rise in crime really bothers me. The The fact that we had it, you know, we figured it out um, after, uh, after going from the 50s when it was safe to the 70s when you couldn't walk down the street in big cities without getting mugged. We figured it out and, uh, and, and solved and it. We solved it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think what I what I think we figured out is you got to put a lot of people in jail because there's a lot of people that are willing to commit crimes. Yeah, they're predators. But then crime went down and a new crop of people come along and decide, uh, you know, crime is a myth or uh, something. 
or human nature has changed or something. And now crime's People back only on... steal because they're desperate. We need to give them economic justice. Now, crime's back on the rise. People have caught on quickly. Polls show that uh, vast majority of Americans, I mean majority, majority, believe crime is going up across the country, 75%. 54% of people believe crime is going up in their own neighborhood. So it is becoming a big political issue. President Biden is going to address it this week with a, a big speech. And I thought, okay, he's just trying to get out in front of this. No, he's going to make it all about guns and policing. So, okay. So I'm not sure it's going the right way. I I came across this. No here. more useful, really, than a the singing donkey, for instance. You know, his words, his worthless is, say, a donkey singing. We will get to your singing donkey here in a moment. I want to hear a singing donkey. First, we're going to hear from this woman on MSNBC talking about uh, what is the fault of the rise in crime. This rising crime is not the fault of the movement. It's actually the fault of the police. And this has been our point all along. Why should we keep funding systems and institutions that keep rendering themselves ineffective? We should be talking about gun control, livable wages, fair housing, education. That's where we should be moving the money to to ensure truly safe streets. You are untethered from reality, my dear. Defund the police might be the least popular got a toehold policy in my entire lifetime. And there are some people on MSNBC doubling down on that crap. More spoiled milk is a more popular stance than defund the police, but it gets a hell of a lot of attention. Because if you're willing to burn down a Walgreens, you get on the news. That's the bargain. You can have a philosophy, but if you're willing to tear down a city, your philosophy gets on the news. I think it's another one of those, you know, those people on MSNBC are surrounded by other people that think like they do. Just look at any polling. There, 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 there's nowhere close to a majority of Democrats that, that think defunding the police makes sense, let alone of all Americans. You're right. just way out of step with your own party. But anyway, um, that brings me to this. News organizations, I'm bringing from the dispatch today, news organizations depicting both Republicans and Democrats in a fair light are few and far between, as we all know. Fortunately for the politically homeless, more Americans have begun to break free of their echo chambers, it seems, actively seeking out multiple perspectives on any given issue. Matt Fuchs, F-U-C-H-S. How do you pronounce (laughs) that? How often? I know how I would pronounce it. How many times a day? As much as he can. (laughs) Matt Fuchs chronicles this in a Wired piece where he says... The majority of U.S. adults say one-sided information on social media is a major problem, though many might mean only information that counters their own beliefs, so he's not sure about that. But visitors to sites like All Sides, which seek out views at odds with their own, are are enjoying a real growth. So he thinks there's some polling that would lead you to believe that people are wanting to break out of their whole tribal um, Facebook crowd and and hear more. So yeah, uh, I've heard this multiple times through the years, and then something or someone happens, and it it just reinforces the tribalism again. Well, the, there may be an appetite for it, but I don't see many menus where it's available. And even the people's solution to it isn't finding an unbiased news network. It's taking in the biased news from every side and them trying to decipher somehow what the what the average in the middle is. Mm. Right, and for America, that ends up being fine. I mean, if you have the time to devote, uh, but it's, uh, yeah, as you've made the point before, Sean, there is a difference between people, what people say they want and what they actually buy. 
Yeah. And specifically what articles they click on, because yeah. that's the business model. The, right? the the most famous good example of that would be uh, Congress regularly has like an 18% uh, approval rating, but almost every congressman gets reelected every year. <laughs> like 95% get reelected every year because you like your own. Right. You just hate Congress. You think all right. the rest of them are crap. So that'd be right. that sort of thing. We ought to get to the singing donkey. You've talked about it so much. The donkey is... Gifted with the ability to vocalize, Jack. It, it sings, <laughs> and that is a rarity. It's a rare jewel, no doubt. Why don't we? Why do we go ahead? Clip number two. Hey, Nelson, do you want to sing a song? Okay. Well, is the donkey playing? The, is the donkey playing the harmonica? No, no I think she is. A couple of things. Number one, the donkey was more beatboxing than singing there. <laughs> Secondly, maybe maybe the donkey just hates harmonica, and yeah. he was he was braying in pain. Maybe yeah. it hurts his long floppy ears. It's like when a kid plugs their ears and goes la 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 la. Well, you know, and they're trying to drown out the other noise. If it sang the theme to the Mister Ed show, would that be like cannibalism or something? Or is there any? That's probably a stretch. I, 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 I don't procreation. Yeah, I don't so. know what that would be. Yeah, and I hate to be a critic. I'm no great singer myself, but there's too much heat, not enough haw to me. <laughs> donkey's singing. <laughs> so there you have it, our feature on the singing donkey. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. going to lie. The singing donkey. I was looking forward to it all day. Disappointed me. It was disappointing. I thought we were going to hear some good donkey singing. It was not really a singing donkey. This, oh, Michael, you lied. You this, liar. what you're about to hear, is a talking academic. <laughs> what do you... Uh, you regu- it better be. You, you regularly say there are some ideas that are only so crazy or stupid that only academics could buy into them. I don't, I don't know if this is one of those. It's just... How evil academics can be. It's one of the things that drives me crazy about lawyers. They, 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 they live in the world of the intricacies of the law, and if this is legal, then it's okay. And, and a lot of lawyers seem to have no ability to think about whether or not that's a good thing. <laughs> it just, it's either legal or it's not. And if it's, if it's legal, then we should do it. Right. Or protect against it. Or whatever. If I can fashion an argument that can convince a judge or a jury, I should. Um, And academics kind of get the same way. It's just if the science is, you know, whether or not it's a good idea, big picture, well, you'll understand this more. So this is an NYU, uh, New York University researcher dude. He, I don't know if he's a Chinese descent or not. Um, Anyway, I'm not sure that makes any difference. He is trying to come up with a way to deal with climate change that involves human engineering. My view is that what we need is a really robust uh, uh, ethical framework. And with, within this ethical, uh, uh, robust ethical framework, we can, I think there's a way going forward we, where we can do this ethically. But there's actually a lot of opportunities for this to solve big world problems. So uh, one thing is the climate change. 
And there, uh, I'll just use, um, you know, sort of climate change is a really big problem. We don't really know how to solve it. But it turns out that we can use human engineering to help us address climate change. Okay, so the, the phrase robust ethical framework. We need uh-huh. a robust ethical I mean, well, okay. In uh, human engineering, what are some of his ideas for human engineering to deal with climate change? So here's the thought, right? So it turns out that we know a lot about, so there, we have these intolerance to, uh, so I, for example, I have milk intolerance. Um, uh, and there, some people are intolerant to crayfish. So possibly we can use hu- human engineering to make it the case that we're intolerant to certain kinds of meat, to certain kinds of bovine, uh, bovine proteins. So that's something that we can do through human engineering. We can kind of uh, ad- possibly address really big world problems through human engineering. Going to engineer human beings to where they can't tolerate eating meat, and that way we'll consume less meat, and that will be good for climate change. Uh, you're going to, like, strap me down and do this, you're gonna sir? Need, well, Joe, you're going to need a robust ethical framework. That's why it was important to set that up that way. It'll require a robust ethical framework to force the entire world to become meat intolerant. To deal At with the climate point change. of a scalpel or a, or a needle or something. Okay, and more. So it turns out that the larger you are, think of the lifetime sort of greenhouse gas emissions that are required to sort of the energy that's required to transport larger people rather than smaller people, right? Um, But if we're smaller just by 15 centimeters, right, that's a mass, uh, you know, I did the math and it's about mass reduction of 25%, which is huge. And 100 years ago, we're all on the average smaller, about exactly about 15 centimeters smaller. Right. So think of just the, you know, like lifetime greenhouse gas emissions if we had smaller children. Right. And so that's something that we could do. (laughs) So. (laughs) Oh, boy. And what's amazing about this academic talking about forcing people to become meat intolerant and somehow making us be smaller. Um, Genetically engineering us so nobody yeah. grows over five five. That couldn't go wrong. How could that? How could that possibly go wrong? Oh. You start genetically engineering human beings to be smaller, lighter, and shorter. Um, uh, how could that possibly go wrong? What's amazing about this a- academic talking about this is I've seen the video. He's on stage with other academics, and he's in a crowd. And the other academics on stage aren't like shaking their heads and slapping their foreheads and saying, oh, my God. And the crowd is not saying, what the hell are you talking about, dude? No, they're You're all not just, doing that to me. Everybody's just nodding along. Yes, make everybody in the world meat intolerant. And yes, force us to be smaller at me, the points of science. It. That makes perfectly good sense. Yes, where, where can we get started? Wow. Wow. So I didn't know what he meant by human engineering at all. Now I get it, and I'm not a fan. Well, that's why it's important at the beginning for him to to to, to lay out, I guess, the robust ethical framework. I guess. Yeah, I heard that. Everything else is fine. <laughs> if it has that, then sure. Rush Evidently, down. robust ethical frame framework means reinventing morality and the conception of individual rights and human rights. Well, but beyond, even if you take away that part of it, how about the unintended consequences? Of jerking around what foods human beings can possibly stand to eat and how big we are. <laughs> I mean, there would be there would be endless well, problems and, uh, with that. F- for instance, we could uh, we could uh, engine human engineering in 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 the robust uh, ethical framework. We could make everybody go blind at age thirty, and uh, once you go blind, you wouldn't drive anymore, and that would reduce greenhouse gases. Well, and of course, you know, it would lead to like ideas of uh, there there are too many men, toxic men, so we want uh, twice as many women as men. 
because men are toxic and oh, and we need more uh, LGBTQ people because that would be more fair. And all kind, there'd be an endless human engineering going on if you started down that road. Oh yeah, and who's been willing to do this sort of thing? China and uh, and of course their uh, how would you call it? Social engineering, I guess. Their their child uh, one child policy, which they had for decades. They're actually in some places that have just plunging. Birth rates, uh, stagnant economies, they're going to uh, remove limits on childbirth. You can have three kids in certain parts of China and and two kids in most other places now. Nice society you're running there, China. Um, Some of the statistics are amazing. It's amazing to me that you can have an academic sit on the stage and talk about that stuff and other people are just, hmm, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, we should look into that. Not lock this guy up before he gets a chance to do it. Uh, and, and back to the China thing, just because they're engaged in this sort of thing. Sure. Oh, yeah, uh, they're absolutely, they are doing it right now. Guaranteed mm-hmm. they're doing it, Not maybe not for the whole population, but certainly for soldiers. We've heard about that. They're working on making bigger, taller, stronger soldiers. Well, and they have all sorts pain. of forced abortions going on in Xinjiang region, the, the poor Uyghur people and the rest of it. But the uh, an international team of scientists was looking at China's demographics and their birth rates and the rest of it. It was published in Lancet last year. Now, granted, so was that lying but covering propaganda saying it, the, the Wuhan lab leak theories propaganda. But anyway, uh, they're projecting China's population is going to fall from the current 1.4 billion to roughly 730 million. It's going to be cut in half by the end of the century. Yeah. Now, granted, that's 80 years, but it's only 80 years. So China's desperate. Now they're telling everybody, go ahead and have kids. A lot easier. It's g- gruesome, but it's a lot easier to stop people from having kids at the point of a gun than to make people have kids at the point of a gun, I think. Yeah, I think so. That the Either way, the the outcomes are, or the methods you have to use are oh, yeah. terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there are more stats, but the point is they're not having babies. And and for decades, they wouldn't let people have babies. The population exploded anyway, and now it's plunging. So what did you think the singing donkey was going to sound like? I thought she would be playing her harmonica. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my honey. Hello, my all-time girl. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought it would be more, more like extended singing, like squawks or or, or brays. I mean, because I've heard donkeys bray, yeah, and it's very, kind of sing-songy. Very loud too. If you've never been near one, but it's sustained notes. And this was he was beatboxing. Can we hear um, it again? Yeah. We sure can. Hey, Nelson. Do you want to sing a song? Go ahead, liar. Who names her Donkey Nelson? I know, Brandon. That's a terrible name for a donkey. Boom, Come Good job, buddy. Huh. Well, at least she's encouraging his dreams. <laughs> Send me a kiss by wire. Baby, my heart's on fire. Hee-haw. Is that what you were No, right? that would have been Something a singing like donkey. Something like that, yeah. There's no singing donkey. I was I've been defrauded. I want my money back. Bait and switch. Not cool. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, it started out. So the Supreme Court ruled. Remember the foul-mouthed uh, teenager who didn't make the uh, cheerleading team? She, um, Supreme Court sided with her. So tell your kids to drop F-bombs on their teachers in school as much as they want in social media from here on out. I'm not sure I share your reading of the decision. <clears throat> No, it was outside of school bounds, it was grounds, it was not official anything, she was just venting. You're allowed to vent in America, Jack, your fascist urge is notwithstanding. Thank God, because I'm a venting SOB. <laughs> um, another statue coming down. Oh boy. This is one of the more famous statues in America if you're a kid, or if you're the under the age of 25. 30? Because it was featured prominently in all those museum movies, Night at the Museum movies, of which there have been three or four. Um, because you got Robin Williams on the horse as Teddy Roosevelt. The statue outside of the American Museum of Natural History in New York. If you've ever been there, you've seen the statue. If you've ever seen the movies, you've seen Robin Williams riding around on the horse. Featured prominently. Well, that statue is coming down because of the troubled nature of Teddy Roosevelt. Big, giant statue, one of the most famous statues in the world, certainly in America, in front of one of the greatest museums in the world, got to come down because of his treatment of Native Americans or something. I don't even know. Is that the statue where he's got a couple of black fellows who are, like, uh, next to his horse? Uh, yeah, I, I guess it's the um, it's the people standing next to the horse is what's always bothered people. I never paid any attention I mean, I'm not sure it was doing anything. I mean, once you tell me who those people are, or I even notice them, um, then I could say, well, okay, that's probably not the coolest thing in the world, but whatever. I'm okay. At least this was a vote. At least this was, you know, uh, getting together, people putting in their opinions. Um, the New York City Public Design Commission decided to move it, but at least there's a vote involved. As opposed mm-hmm. to the middle of the night mob takes it down and everybody cowers and says, well, I guess it better stay down because angry people took it down with a rope overnight. But uh, it's it's interesting, I mean, because it's been there for 70 years. Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny. This is such an interesting topic. I mean, am I, are we better off as a society if the people of, say, I don't know, Richmond, Virginia, they're proud that the president of the Confederacy was from there. Was he? Was he? I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So if, if Jefferson Davis has a statue in some town because they're proud that he was the president of the Confederacy, are we served by taking that down? Or, or, or do, do we do more critical thinking and talking and understanding of our history because it's there? I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. I, this stuff, I got to tell you, though, the stuff that was erected like during Jim Crow, during the Civil sure. War era, that bothers me. I'm sorry, the Civil Rights era. So the guy who made the statue with the, the people standing next to Roosevelt on his horse, the idea was, according to the guy who made the statue, the, the, the artist, it was supposed to show Roosevelt's friendliness to all races. But at the meeting over the weekend, a museum, a museum official said, well, the, with the various heights of the, the figures, Roosevelt's taller than all the others, so this is clearly depicting a superiority of the white race. No, nope, and it's because he's on a horse. And its position at the entrance conveys endorsement of this content and perceived content undermining the museum's mission. i got to tell you, I've been to that museum 20 times in my life. I've looked at that statue. I never even noticed the people well, next to it. it well, that's because you're a racist. It certainly didn't send me any message about white supremacy. But well, right. And the wait a second. The artist's intent—that's a—that closes the case for me. 
I mean, maybe he didn't do nah, such a great job. New but York Times so- declared intent doesn't matter. Well, the Remember? New York Times is full of ass. That's interesting. This is a very interesting thing to do with your history. You are not going to have historical artifacts that meet the um, uh, PC rules of the day, and no, that will be true. Impossible. And that'll be true going forward. There will be a day when Barack Obama's name can't be on a school because he was against gay marriage when he ran for president. Or something else. It'll just happen. And do you think that's good? I I, I don't know. Do you so want to we do- can erase history. We can follow Sean's policy of no statues to anyone ever. Stop naming buildings after people. Like, yeah, I think that's a fine policy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. No. I'm not worried Ooh. about. I'm not worried about statues and all that sort of stuff. As much as just what it means to uh, not recognizing that. People's attitudes change over time, and those people that are alive then, as Bill Maher famously said on his show, you're not better than those people. You were just born later. You would have had the same attitudes probably that they had. Right. So there's that. It is a a, a really pathetic, uh, you know, uh, indulgence in people's egos, them judging people of the past, which bothers me just, you know, in my gut. Then you've got the fact, and we talked about this earlier in terms of the the COVID-19 thing, there were opinions that were actively suppressed by the powerful media, by the ultra-powerful tech companies. And those opinions, months later, not decades, folks, months later, became the consensus correct opinion. But because you, and I don't mean you, I mean the other you, those of you, you know them, because they said, okay, yeah, yeah, let's see, the reasoning you've given me for censoring is good, it's solid. I will entrust you with the power to silence human beings. Yes, this will work out fine, because people are so freaking stupid and so lacking in wisdom, they grant the power of the censor. And then then months later, turns out the censor was completely wrong. You know, that alone makes me want to say, let's go slow on tearing down our history. I mean, especially because as Orwell and others warned us, destroying your history is the first thing they do to rule you. You know, so if you don't know where you where you came from, who you are as a people, you're nowhere as a people. Macron in France the other day said, "We're not renaming anything. We're not bringing down any statues." Good man. Well, they've got quite a history of that history. The French Revolution, they tore down everything. Then he picked up a banjo and played a cover version of "Hot for Teacher" by Van Halen. <laughs> wow. Well, let it go. There's a hole in the show, and you know it's time to go. It's time for final thoughts <laughs> on your feet. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. On your feet. <laughs> oh, boy. Here's your O's for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, what about a final thought from everybody on the crew? Michelangelo pressing the buttons in the control room. Final thought, Michael? Yeah, I'm feeling incredibly guilty. They had donuts in the break room, and I feel like a drug pusher because I pushed one on the jack, and he took it, and I'm feeling guilty. I have had four donuts. Jack, I don't want you hanging out with Michael anymore. He's a bad influence. Mm. Positive Sean, final thought. Jack went in for the first donut. Next time I saw him, he had a triple stack in his hands. Yeah, I'm four donuts in, and I'm not done yet. Oh, my God. As soon as we're done with final thoughts, I'm going to go get another one. Those Jack are for is. everybody, Jack. You know how long it's been since I had a donut? Because last 4th of Ju- July, I declared my independence from donuts. And I yeah. made it this long. I almost made it a full year. Can you stop eating donuts long enough for a final thought? I can. This is a good story here. A man arrested with a dead body in his trunk after he asked a woman to help him dispose of a corpse. He just met a random woman and said, hey, could you help me bury this body? 
That would be said, a no. Yeah, sure. Can I make a phone call real quick first? And he got arrested. <laughs> I am going to give my final thought time to Simon Campbell of Pensbury, Pennsylvania. And I'm quoting you from the U.S. Supreme Court. The, just, the judges wrote that this nation is founded on the, quote, profound national commitment to the principle that debate on public issues shall be uninhibited, robust, and wide open, and that it may well include vehement, caustic, and sometimes unpleasantly sharp attacks on government and public officials. That's constitutional case law in this nation. I don't have to be nice to you. Nobody behind me has to be nice to you. If you don't like living in the United States of America, then you can all move to Russia, Cuba, or China. That was as well done and delivered as if it were a scene out of a movie. Amen, brother. Wow. Nice job. We'll be talking about that more tomorrow if you missed the whole thing. Eloquent. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thanks so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all sorts of great clicks for you under hot links. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com if there's something we ought to be talking about. Plus, A&G swag. Buy it, wear it, be proud of it. You like the underpants. The, the boxer briefs are unbelievably comfortable. Hmm. Really nice. See you tomorrow. God bless America. My word for today is... Idiots. Damn! You should hear about how everybody talks about you. I'm rubber and you're glue. Bad names bounce off me and stick to you. It's just the way it is. You can look at it. Half cup full, half cup empty. I want winner. So, let's go out with a bang. We a baby in order to form a wall. Perfect, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Really that long, you say? On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.